0: 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb, bang. Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save, arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beale are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beale are gonna say it all. Manfred, Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Gambardella III, and joining me as always, my best friend and co-host, Matthew Beal. Beal, how you doing, my guy?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. I am coming to you from Charleston, South Carolina on a little uh, work extravaganza. So I'm in a hotel, so if you hear some noises, people, please bear with me. Um, We're trying to make this work for you, Um, but starting off today, we're going to hit NHL for this one sentence. The NHL playoffs are, are starting. That's it. And for our NFL talk of the week, I have that Baker is absolutely, he's crying about them choosing Deshaun Watson over him and that he's stuck in limbo and, you know, at least he is a pretty good actor. Maybe he can get into, you know, something more than infomercials after his NFL career ends pretty abruptly. Um, right, yeah. And then Derek Carr, and nice other quarterback news, the only good quarterback news I have, Derek Carr got a three-year $121 million extension. They got his college teammate and Devontae Adams there locked up for the next four years. So they're both <laughs> going to be on the team through 2025. That Las Vegas team is going to be fun for a while. That, that that whole division with Russell Wilson, Herbert, Mahomes, that's going to be the to watch for for the next four or five years. Um, um, a lot of primetime games. So that only just got better. And then finally, Kyler is threatening not to play without getting a new deal from the Cardinals. Um, yeah, there was some drama early with Kyler Murray, Murray early on in the offseason unf- like, on following the Cardinals on social media as like a ploy to get them to pay him more I I don't know didn't work till now I, I he's still on his rookie deal and I guess he's upset about that but the Cardinals are in every right to let the you know I, I don't think he's entering his fifth year yet even he's just entering his fourth year in the league so he's got still got two more years on the rookie deal um yeah seems like just a power play that's gone wrong for Kyler But in more important news, we'll get to the NBA and finish with MLB um, because we made our play in tournament predictions last week. Uh, We both came to the same conclusions. Beal, do you want to talk about what actually happened in the play in tournament?
1: Yeah, so we'll start in the West, uh, the home of my Denver Nuggets. Um, I was I, I, I was. We were talking about this before the podcast, but we were both wrong, but both right at the same time for the West. Um, We both predicted that um, the T-Wolves would lose, and we predicted that because neither of us have confidence in Carl Anthony Townsend being a winner. Um, But I I think we both came to the conclusion that if the T-Wolves were to win, that anthony edwards would be the show and he absolutely was that dude just balled out 30 points for him 29 for d-low um, yeah, the team improved when cat left the game cat had 11 points and a negative 14 plus minus so, he leaves the game and the t-wolves go on a crazy run and just lock down that game um so i mean my stance stands that cat sucks and doesn't know how to win um but if you look at the, the point that I wanted to get to, that was, it made me very, um, a little bit happy and a little bit annoyed. But I, I have a longstanding, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a hatred, but dislike of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I just honestly, I mean, the T Wolves have always had talent, but ever since the, the Jimmy Butler thing where he took the reserves and, and beat all the five starters, the other five starters. Uh, Besides him in a scrimmage game, it just made me uh, distrust guys like Kat. And he kind of cried about it afterwards. He's kind of like the get Cole of the NBA. Um, And so that's kind of how I feel about Kat. That's where it all kind of started for me. Um, But if you watch the video after the game, Kat and Patrick Beverly, two of my least favorite players in the league, easy uh, top five least favorite players in the league for me um were dancing around the locker room like they had done something and anthony edwards and d are just doing their stuff they're you know getting ready for the next round they realize it's just the beginning they're competitors they want to win they know how to win and I, I say know how to win and like you know some people out there might be like how does Anthony Edwards know how to win? He's 21 years old. He's never been here before, but he has that mentality. And he clearly does as evident in the game and beating the Clippers. Um, I have a lot of trust in that kid and he is an incredible baller. Uh, and the people who are celebrating cat and Patrick Beverly did absolutely nothing to earn that celebration. (laughs) And you could see that the winners, were focused and they're ready for the next round because they realized this was not even close to the end. They merely just made it into the playoffs, made it past their little postseason season uh, play-in game. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have such a conflicting view of the T-Wolves because on one hand, I love d and I love A-E, but I cannot stand the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: it's, it's seventh year in for Carl Anthony Towns. So that's crazy to say. Um, The man I'm pretty sure is still, yeah, he's just 26. Look, I mean, he averaged, he averaged 24 and a half points on 53% shooting nine and uh, almost 10 rebounds and three and a half assists. He's a reason they got there. He's had his most of one of his most efficient years since his, his first couple of years in the league um, when he wasn't shooting as much. Um, But it's, in his first seven years, this first time he's made the playoffs. So it, it is something to say that Anthony Edwards is a winner because he has – He didn't make the playoffs. He, what do you mean he didn't make the playoffs? They, they have officially made the playoffs. Kat, Kat didn't do it. Anthony oh, Edwards did it. Oh, my god, Yeah, but Kat didn't make it work with Wiggins, who's now an all-star this year. Um,
1: right. Right. With he didn't make Levine. Yeah, didn't make it work Levine was him. in the MVP race. Yeah, didn't make it while. work
0: with Levine, who is now in his first playoffs with the with the Bulls. Um, so
1: yeah, it, it's, it's in- easy to see the problem here. The problem is not Jimmy Butler, the guy at the top of the East right now. The problem's not Levine, the guy in the middle of a playoff race with the Bulls. The problem is not Wiggins, the guy who's entering the first round of the playoffs and third seed with the Warriors and kind of anchored that team as players were falling and dropping throughout the season. The problem is Carl Anthony Towns, and I don't know why it took so long for uh, people to realize that, because I think it was pretty evident. Once all those guys dispersed and did their own things, Cat was the one left behind, and the T-Wolves were nowhere close to the playoffs until they got Anthony Edwards.
0: Yep, I completely agree with you. We were wrong there. We did not account for Anthony Edwards actually going off. Um, I don't think the Clippers will have have a problem with the Pelicans. We were wrong about the Spurs making a miracle run. And that was because of B.I., like I said. And I said, if C.J. McCollum goes off, Mm -hmm. C.J. McCollum put up 32 points. He He went absolutely off in this game. i love to see it. Not only that, led the team in assists with seven assists and also chipped in six boards to be one of their, their third leading rebounder in the game. Um, but I also forgot about Jose Alvarado, um, the rookie from where? Where did he go to? Sc- I think he went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, he went from Georgia Tech. Um, four-year player oh, yeah, in college. He just, like, sneaks and, yeah, like, steals, he sneaks. Steals. But he had—he's yeah. good. I mean, he's not yeah, just he's just a, like he is a solid. He's a good defender. Um, he does things for your team that just pump up the crowd. He'll take charges. He'll get steals. Um, yeah, yeah, it's something He's got energy. Yeah. It, it's like in 2K, like he ups the team chemistry by at least 10 percent. Um, and that's yeah. that's big when it when you're talking about, you know, wins and losses in, in close games in the playoffs. Um, he just can make those one or two plays that'll change the course of a game. Um, yes. but shifting our eyes to the East, um, I think the Clippers, we were, actually, right. we were completely right in the East so far. The Hawks absolutely dominated. Um, they, I love their roster, we and yeah. we were right Trae about that. Trey Young the Nets. is not going to lose. Trey uh, Young is so good. We need Trey Young in the playoffs. No offense to the Cavs; yeah. they've had a good season. Um, they are banged up. They're they're without some key players. Um, Dean Wade had been going on a pretty good, I think, rookie or sophomore season for them. They lost him for the year. Nobody expected them to beat the Nets. They kept it close. They, they fought hard in that game. Um, Darius Garland is an absolute monster. Evan Mobley. I mean, do I have to say anything about Evan Mobley, the rookie, even K love had a double double Um, and Karis Levert is no slouch and they have playoff Rondo. So this team is not going to go down without a fight. I think that Cavs Hawks game is going to be incredible. I think clips Clippers Pelicans will be less incredible um, but we'll see We we'll, we will see um, playoffs don't start until Saturday. Um, do you want to make our playoff predictions for, for um, our early playoff predictions? Well, we don't have to go round by round because we're not an NBA podcast. And I mean, right. for me, I don't have much experience, but we can hit on every round if you want to, or we can just do, um Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, and then our finals prediction.
1: Um up yeah, to can you. Do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that.
0: And we can hit on our teams. So I'll start because I know you know more about the NBA, so you can give a little bit of flair off of off of my picks. Jazz Mavericks to me, toss up. Um, but whoever gets out of that game, that series, I got the Suns, no matter what, facing those four and five teams. I know we say Luca could make a run. I just don't think they match up well against the Suns. Um, Chris Paul's coming back. I, uh, I don't, the Suns are too great. I, I think the Suns are deep. The Suns are poised to make another deep run. Um, but I also like the Jazz and Mavericks. I think this that series will go seven. I think it will. I think that'll be a series to watch, hard fought. Um, I like the Raptors to upset the Sixers. Uh, I just think it would be funny. Really, for James Harden to lose again and to be an absolute cancer to a team. Um, Warriors, Nugs. I got the Warriors. So I got, oh, gosh, and then I got the Nets also beating the Celtics in kind of an upset. Not really seven seed beating a two, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving too much to handle. The Bulls will get swept by the Bucks. Maybe five games. I would be happy if the Bulls won a game. Oh my Bulls! I feel so bad. Um, I know I didn't hit on, hit on every series there. I don't, I don't think I need to hit on the heat playing the winner of the, the Hawks and, uh, and Cavs here. I, I got the heat, I got the heat coming from the East really. Um, and they'll, they'll face the bucks to me in that Eastern conference finals. Um, so I got bucks heat and then I got suns. I know both one seeds making, making runs to, to the, the Western conference, the conference finals. I I have one in three seeds and both. I, I I love the Warriors matchup against they match up well against the Nuggets, especially with Steph Curry coming back. Um, he's just a game changer. Um, Draymond Green's healthy. Clay Thompson, a clay, healthy Clay Thompson has been incredible, but I got warriors and heat. I think it's, It's a rematch of Warriors Heat from – no. Did they play – or that was just Warriors Cavs. So it's the Ghosts of Christmas Past for LeBron James. LeBron James lists Heat. Now Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I think the Heat captured their first championship um, since since LeBron, Bosh, and Wade days – um, let's not forget about Mario Chalmers, absolute winner. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I like the heat to beat the warriors in the finals in six games on their home court. That's what my prediction is. Go Jimmy Butler. I like
1: it. I don't hate it. Um, I've, uh, I've got it kind of similar, but a little bit different. Um, I've got, obviously, the Suns. Suns over Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to beat the Mavericks. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one for me. Like you are saying, Luca, he's so talented. But I just think that the Mavericks defense is not poised to keep up with the Jazz. I just think it's such a – it's not even a young team. But it just – it like, facing the Jazz is never fun. Like, they just go on these crazy runs. And – Like, I know that Luka could shoot with them, but I think there's so many players on the Jazz that outpace everybody else on the Mavericks. Um, They have a little bit more depth. uh, They play better defense. I I just like the Jazz in the playoffs. I I think that they come out very fiery, and I haven't really seen that from the Mavericks yet. I have Denver over Golden State. I have Denver over Grizzlies. I have Denver over everybody until the Western Conference Finals. Um, okay. so I, I've got Phoenix and Denver meeting up again. Love the Jokic um, fandom there. It never,
0: huh? it never ceases to amaze me how much you love Jokic and how much you I love the it's. I
1: do. I do. Yeah. I can't not pick them. I, I think in my real mind, like if I were like putting my whole life on this, I would probably, I don't know, want to just not pick. Uh, because it would pain me to not yeah. pick the Nuggets here. Um, but I actually feel like I have a decent um confidence behind the Nuggets. Like I really part of me is like, well, the Warriors are so freaking good when they're fully healthy, but so are the Nuggets. And at this point, Steph is as big of a question mark as uh, Jamal Murray is. I know Jamal has certain hurdles he has to overcome, and he hasn't played in so long, and his confidence is a lot lower, but the Nuggets are a team that has played without their second and third best players all year long. And they worked their way into a seed, a 48 win season, which is very impressive given that they have relied on one star the entire season and knock on wood. I mean, the guy has not even like, I think he might've been like on a day to day once or something like early on in the season, but the dude has just been durable as heck. Uh, I'm talking about Nikola Jokic. Um, he's been incredible all year. He's your MVP. And uh, yeah, I mean, if one of MPJ or Jamal Murray is able to come back and come like halfway into this uh, series or maybe the next series, I mean, it changes up the look of uh, the title contenders very quickly. Um, with that being said, the Suns are going to win at four. In the Western Conference Finals, unfortunately, yeah. um, the the meme will be back. Suns and four will probably happen. I don't see us beating the Suns. The Suns are just an incredible team, as we've already talked about. I don't think I need to harp on them anymore. They're just so freaking good, and we don't have any firepower to stop them. If Jamal was playing for the past two weeks and he like got into his rhythm and and was you know going then, yeah, I think there's a chance, but, the, but I don't the think Warriors there's a chance still. as it stands. Yeah, I just don't think there's a chance as it stands, um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, the West, I feel like, comes down to the fact that a lot of the teams that are competing are banged up, and the Suns have been pretty much healthy all year long and very consistent, and the Suns are the Suns. They're just going to wipe the floor against some of these teams, um, so I'm excited for that. Suns out of the west um i also have miami out of the east i know that's such a i don't know it makes seeds. me feel so bad to pick the one seeds but i they're just so good like i i can't not pick miami and phoenix I, I miami is built to be like my favorite team uh for anybody who doesn't know i love defense i love just scrappiness and that is the heat um mm-hmm and i think that the best matchup possible in the nba right now is heat versus suns i mean they match up really well um it, i don't know they're just they're two teams that just play as teams like i think they're the only two teams this year who actually play like five men just interchanging on the court passing really well shooting well all together like they're just teams and you don't really see that in the nba nowadays and it's proven that i mean it works like it's it's very important that you have a system going and it's very important that you have a rotation going and both the suns and the heat have enough depth to do that um victor oladipo is coming back from an injury the heat were resting players in their 82nd game and victor oladipo put up 35 i think so him coming off the bench as a six man i mean what are you supposed to Dude, but he's not even their problem. sixth man.
0: He's like their ninth man. That's I know that's that, the issue. He is a
1: problem. That's a problem. He is an absolute problem. Yes. and I love Victor Oladipo. So I, I, I know you do. I, yeah. I love Jimmy Butler. I
0: I love um, Bam Adebayo. Like they like Evan yeah. uh, Eric Sproulstra is an absolute excellent they're coach. So Pat really Riley. There's a lot to love about that organization. I'm gonna say this about the oh, Suns. It's beautiful. There, there is a Chris Paul. Till he gets over the hump, there is some sort of curse there with somebody with injuries happening with Chris Paul that derail them. Um, he hasn't been the healthiest this year. I think if the Steph, if Steph Curry can be healthy, if he can get back to health, I don't think they even need him to win this Nuggets series. Um, not not the whole time. I think they can win the series without Steph Curry. Um, just looking at it as a non-biased person here, Bill. I'm sorry. Um if, if that yeah, pains yeah. you. I know. It I is. know. Um, you could say a lot about that but, with the Bulls. The Bulls would probably still lose if the Bucks didn't have Giannis for most of the series. Yeah. Um uh, may, maybe and not. He, Giannis is probably more important to the Bucks than because what, what he can do defensively as well. Um, not to say that Steph isn't abs- both of them, they be they'd be hard pressed. To, to win either series um, yeah, without their sure best players. Um, but sure. I think the Warriors can give the firepower that the Suns can also give. And I think that would be an incredible series. So that's what I'm hoping for. Both of us really didn't touch on the Grizzlies that much. But yeah, I, I love job, ja, but I can't
1: I can't pick them over. Younger young,
0: yeah. young De- Bane and Jaron Jackson. Uh, Steven Adams. Fun team. Um yeah. incredible season hats off to them, but I think playoff basketball is a different animal. Um, and I don't know if they have enough up enough
1: depth For sure.
0: past For that. Sure. Um, I agree. Yeah, but, but other uh, to, Suns, I just saw Lucas Suns banged heat, up by the way with, with the Suns
1: beat, Okay, you got the Suns. All right. Interesting. Yeah, and then my Eastern Conference finals was Miami and Toronto. I I would not mind making this the uh the PlayStation. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh wait, they can't play Toronto. Never mind.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, they can't.
0: Toronto Toronto's the what? Toronto's the Oh Toronto's the it, five. Does it
1: reseed? No, no, it doesn't. No reseed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I yeah, it'll probably be the Heat and the Bucks, I think. I think the Bucks are gonna be the Nets. Yeah. Um Yeah Yeah, I like but, that as yeah, well. I,
0: I think the Bucks are the Bucks are nice. Um I, I don't don't like Grayson Allen at all, but yeah. Um, yeah. but that, that is the finals, um, our predictions. We'll see if they come true, come to fruition. We'll see if they're the playing games, if the teams, we actually, the Clippers and the Hawks actually make it. Um, I would be confident in, in a parlay of that, but I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know if that's, if that those are going to happen because I was definitely wrong about the T-Wolves, um, but I'm glad I I don't gamble because I would just be wrong about so many things. Um, (laughs) And uh, so we move on to the MLB, uh, what this show is all about. Uh, Past couple days. (laughs)
1: Cole Got lit up by Vlad.
0: Yes. Yes. And no, I still only gave up three runs and he gave us more length this time. He's still easing into it. I, I'm not... I didn't say
1: he got lit up by Toronto. I
0: said he got oh, lit up yes. by Vladdy. Yes, period. Vladdy lit yeah. up everybody. He went four That's for four. A... He completely <laughs> won that game, turned the tide Three bombs. Of, of the series. We got one game left with them. I'm not too confident in the Severino versus Gosman matchup today. I, I, think, I think this game will be telling of how the season will go um, to lose a hard-fought game coming back at home for the end to try to tie up a four-game set with the Blue Jays. I might be putting too much on this series uh, and this game on how the season starts, but center field still shaky, even though Hicks homered, still shaky for us um, because him with his injury concerns, I I don't, you know, we're we're playing with fire there um, with Hicks in center field, and Connor Falafel is batting under 100 at shortstop.
1: He's Um, so bad.
0: He's not bad. We're a week into the season. We are six games into the season. Hopefully he can turn around. He could
1: be a consistent hitter. Consistently, he's been above 250,
0: and that's fine by me.
1: Batting average doesn't matter that much. If you're batting 250, but you can't hit doubles and triples and homers,
0: what's that do for the team?
1: Get on base. That's all I really care about. His –
0: Strikeout rate is very low. He puts the ball in play. He's got speed. If he can get on base, he can cause problems, but he just not has not got on base. That's it.
1: No, he hasn't. Yeah.
0: Um, but as for your Red Sox, you guys did damage. Against, Two out of three. You did damage, enough damage it. against the Tigers to take that series, a series that you definitely should have taken. Um, and you did. You did your job. You now also stand at... At three and three, um, we'll see after tonight if the Yankees also stand at three and three because um, we'll have one game above y'all because y'all don't play tonight. Uh, I'm not feeling too confident.
1: We'll see. We will definitely see. Uh, we will see. Yes, um, but yeah, to touch on the Tiger series, I was very nervous game one. Um, We were talking a little bit about this because I was watching the game as we were doing our last podcast. And on Monday – wait, why am I blanking on the pitch? Yeah, Matt Manning. Matt Manning had pitched for the Tigers, and he was just looking absolutely incredible. Um, And it made me nervous because I feel like most people kind of thought he was the worst starter um, of the bunch – uh, Tuesday we were facing a dude who apparently we had a really bad history against. Um, it was Tyler Alexander, I believe. Um, And he's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know too much about it. I, I don't really keep up very much with like personal stats against certain pitchers, but apparently the Red Sox uh, just did not hit Tyler Alexander well last year. Um, but he is a lefty. The Red Sox have struggled with lefties. So that was a big test for me ended up putting on three runs against him and five and a third. Uh, but after the Matt Manning start, only being able to put up one run in that game made me really nervous facing Tyler Alexander and then Erod two lefties who, you know, as I said, the Red Sox had struggled. Um, Jordan Montgomery didn't, uh, you know, we didn't look great against him over the weekend. So, uh, I, I was a little bit nervous to say the least, but we put five runs on, uh, Tuesday and then uh, put up nine runs last night. So uh, really great offensive outburst. Uh, Tuesday was a comeback. We started down 3-0 early on in the third, uh, put up three runs in the sixth, two runs in the eighth. And so the offense had kind of started getting going late in the game on Tuesday and that carried into last night. Um, e was kind of he was pretty good in the first couple innings. I was watching him. I was I was working, so I uh, I was keeping up with the game cast, and I was telling some of this, but Erod just makes me so happy because the way he pitches is so methodical. Like, he – I it was a at-bat against Verdugo, who's also lefty. So, lefty-lefty matchup starts him inside with fastball, uh, backs him off the plate. It was a sinker, I think, kind of coming in on his hands. And it was – Perfect waist pitch, set up the away pitch. Um, Erod hit down and away twice with a fastball. He came back with a slider that went, it started at the fastball and went out. Uh, Doogie had a great at-bat and he was taking these, but I just, I don't know. I love the art that Erod pitched with. It made me think of like David Price, just those guys who hit the blacks. So it was like the first time I think that I really appreciated it because he had a lot of outings that made me nervous as a Red Sock fan. But watching him on our team, I think I kind of appreciated some of those things. Um, the first couple innings, he looked really good. Um, I think the third inning we just started putting on runs and and didn't really stop from there. Uh sorry, Erod, I love you. But uh, but I was very happy to see that KK came away with a double and a home run. Guys been kind of I wouldn't say struggling because it's been six games, but like I mean, he didn't have a hit until Tuesday, so it was nice to see him kind of get going and, uh, and get a couple of RBIs, and uh, JBJ had three RBIs, so, like, I mean, I just, I loved it. I, I love the offensive outburst um, story, had a couple of hits. I-, I-, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about yeah. the Tigers, too, other than the fact that I was extremely nervous Monday night after we lost that game. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, we came back fighting, and and the Sox are three and three. And you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah.
0: I, I don't feel bad at all either. We've played Red Sox um, and Blue Jays at home in these series. Um, George Springer was the difference on Monday night, uh, hitting that shot and uh, going three for five in that game. Uh, Manoa was absolutely, having Alex Manoa as their fourth so best pitcher is insane
1: yeah. as their four, yeah and then you say Kikuchi is their five
0: yeah we hit him pretty well uh and Nestor Cortez is an absolute savior he is I told I, you this he's good. He's I good. Nestor for Cy Young is not that crazy oh to my say. gosh I it, it isn't he's absolutely incredible no I it is crazy to say yeah. his stash and his look is just beautiful, and I love this man because he just portrays what it is to be a gritty New Yorker, and that's that's what Nestor is. He's a gritty Yankee, um, and I think that's something that we need more of um, and less of, you know, the you know less of like acting like we're the, you know classy guys and only wearing suits and stuff like that like we can get our hands dirty as Yankees and and we can fight um and that's that's something that Nestor never fails to do Uh, Nestor can do it I think that the lineup has fought as well um guys like DJ Lemayhu works counts all of our guys work counts I absolutely love Anthony Rizzo um even Donaldson Joey Gallo is an absolute uh, atrocity to the game of I, it just, I, I can't, I, why, 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 why is all I have to say. Um, Judge needs his money. Uh, he's solid. Even Glaber has responded to all the pressure. Well, it's just really a shortstop. Like I said, the shortstop, hole, and Gallo in the lineup is just, and then our catchers obviously are not the best hitters in the world, but they're great fielding-wise. We're playing I think the most talented team in our division right now Um, and for our worst loss to be a a three, nothing loss to them on Monday night, that is not bad. Um, I think this final game of the series, Severino versus Gossman, when Gossman was on the O's, we absolutely tattooed him. I know he's a different pitcher now after going to the giants and having the year that he did. Um, But I just think runs are going to be scored in this game. I don't think Severino I think our bullpen is going to be pressed in this game again. Um, our bullpen has been incredible, but they're expected to be incredible. And with those expectations, sometimes, you know, guys like Vladdy and Boba and George Springer and Tioscar Hernandez um, and Guriel Jr. I mean, the names just go on and on with the Blue Jays. Uh, they're just, so good. Yeah, they're, they're so good, so deep. Very scary lineup for a Pachu face. We'll see how this closes out. I think. I'm putting a lot on this seventh game of the season. Um, I think if we lay down and die in this game, uh, it's not telling, but if it's anything but that, then I'll be fine. Uh, I'll be hopeful for the rest of the season. Um, But if we lay down and die here, it could be the start. We go away um, for a three game set with the O's after this, um, which We always lose to the O's for some reason, even though they're absolutely terrible. And, yeah, we'll see. But they
1: kind of got your number.
0: Yeah, for some reason they just do. They play spoiler. They hate the Yankees. And there's no problem with that. The People should hate the Yankees. But uh, we'll see. Other news around the league, though. We have Alyssa Nakin being the first woman to coach a game on the field, first coach on the field during a major league game. Congratulations to her um, for with the San Francisco Giants, who's first base coach, um, making history. And that's that's what the league should keep doing. That's awesome. Um,
1: yeah. so, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. What's not so cool is Dave Roberts pulling Clayton Kershaw from a perfect game bid after seven scoreless innings.
1: Not cool. Not 80 cool. pitches.
0: He was only 80 pitches yeah. in. In Minnesota, I get that Clayton hasn't been the healthiest the past couple years. I get that. I get that it's his first outing of the year. I get that. I I get that it's a cold night in Minnesota, and you're worried about him. I get that. But this is history. There's been 23 perfect games in the history of the MLB.
1: To 23. And I would like to add, to, if they kept Clayton in. So the first hit was a Gary Sanchez single. And it was on a fastball, I believe, in the strike zone. And I had texted a group chat of mine. And I said, if Clayton was still on the mound, he would have known that he could throw three straight curveballs in the dirt and strike Gary Sanchez out. Yes, I, I agree. Sanchez re- had already struck out twice in the game swinging. Yeah. <laughs> it is not difficult to strike out Gary Sanchez. No, it Why is not. Why ever throw him a fastball? Why ever. <laughs> Clayton Never Kershaw would, because so. he would know, and he would have thrown three curveballs down yeah. in the and yeah the perfect it, game. Would he would have been, been matched
0: up with the bottom of the lineup there, uh, four, five, six, and then the ninth would have been seven, eight, nine. Um, if he had kept that going, he's thirty-four. Is he ever gonna? He said this was the right decision, but deep down inside, he's just trying to back up this manager. This there's no way he wanted to come out of that game. He's a competitor he's 34 there's there's no way that he wanted to give that ball up there's no way there there's no way in my mind that he wanted to give that ball up um I I don't get it you you go for history there's not many nights like this is what the prop like the M? you have to go for it there you have to the last perfect game was in 2012 by by King Felix um you have to send it there that that's that's it that that just angered me because those are storylines that's another bad storyline associated with the MLB how do you not let him ride there you you know what I'm saying like
1: I don't know
0: it's like a running back right um he's (laughs) he's first game of the year let's say it's it's uh Christian McCaffrey who's also a phenomenal running back just like Clayton is a phenomenal pitcher and has the history to back that up McCaffrey's 25 carries in he's got 10 catches already he's got 35 touches in the game but he's got like 250 yards um, or 300 yards from scrimmage and he's you know he's only like 50 yards away from from breaking the record for the Panthers record or he's he's close to I don't know what the NFL threshold is for yards in a game um, threshold I'm pretty sure it's higher it's all-purpose yards I don't even want to know what it is probably close to 400 yards, but let's say he's close to beating that Mark. It's like taking him out of that game, even though you're up, you're up a little bit, let's say the Panthers are realistically, the Panthers would probably be down the game, but let's just say they're playing, they're playing the Falcons or something. And it's, it's bad and they're up, they're up two touchdowns. You leave, you give him that chance. You at least give him a couple more carries and then if there's, like, no – like, you're getting down to it, there's no time left, you know, and you're just running out the clock with, with two minutes to go and the other team doesn't have timeouts, obviously you need the ball in that situation. But you go for it. This You go for it. You go for it unless the player calls out of the game. Unless he's like, I am hurt, I do not want to continue pitching here, um, which was not the case. I <sighs> – It just upsets me. It upsets me. Um, I hope we'll get close to another perfect game this year because tuning into those games are incredible. Um, I tuned into that game in the seventh. And that's why I'm so upset that, um, that this occurred because there's no way Gary Sanchez should, you know how much I despise Gary Sanchez and him ending their, their perfect game as a team let alone not letting Clayton come back out for the eighth. I turned it off and I just disengaged at that point. Like, I mean, come on, man. But that does it for me. Beal, you got anything to add for for today? I know we got a big weekend of baseball coming up, um, a very exciting weekend, and it's Easter weekend. So happy Easter to you and your family. Happy Easter to everybody who celebrates Easter um, the end of, of Lent is coming to a close. Um, hope, hope the bunny comes and gives everybody a lot of chocolate. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah happy Easter to, to everybody and, uh, enjoy the weekend. Yep. Have, have enjoy your yeah. sunrises, sunsets
0: as always. Good morning. Good night. Good afternoon. Happy Lunar. Um, happy brunch. And that does it for me. Beal, take us out.
1: I'm going to put it out there that Jokic is going to put up a 50, 20, and eight stat line on Saturday. MVP. Love it. MVP. (laughs) Peace.